Glazer. Are you committed to taking care of everyone and everything in your life? Do you sometimes wonder when it's going to be your turn? Are you ready to find love, joy, and purpose on your own terms? Are you ready to put your happiness first? My name's Heidi Esther, a joyful purpose mentor and Midwestern mama who's been there. I guide curious souls like you to embark on a journey to find what self-love and a joyful purpose look like for you. Are you ready for the adventure of a lifetime? Then the Joyfully Ever After community is here for you. You'll find encouraging support, relatable stories, empowering conversations, and playful self-reflections. All the tools you need to find your Joyfully Ever After. Because, let's be honest, life's too short to drive around whining dogs and crappy feelings. All right. Here's the show. Hello, beautiful. How are you? And how are you taking care of yourself today? It is very, very snowy here in central Illinois. And I am absolutely delighted to bring you a live story. So if you are on, I'm going to tell my story and then we're going to just have a little chat about it all that and all that good stuff. I am going to jump right in. A tale of two Fridays. Clutching my faux leather college resume folder, wiping my sweaty palms on my dark jeans. One last time. The elevator dings open, revealing a boxy unused set of offices on the third floor of my local library. I would have second-guessed myself, but I already rechecked the location like three times. And this is not just your average local library. Our library is a vacation destination. We got story time, we have career help, writers workshops, reading groups for all ages, and really nice study in conference rooms. And a few times a year, they suspend upside down umbrellas from the front lobby, sometimes also snowflakes, both fabulous. There are no umbrellas here. I walk into the next room and turn to see my meeting partner, the director of the library. Tall and svelte, formally dressed in black, putting on her mask and welcoming me into her spacious, could be completely furnished by Ikea kind of office. She gestures me to a chair at a wide table. And she sits exactly opposite from me, almost eight feet apart. And she softly crosses her arms in her lap. Oh, don't think I know what all of that means. My stomach acknowledges my discomfort with a flip-flop. Thank God, I already went to the bathroom four times this morning. Out of nowhere, she just starts asking me questions like a battering ram, completely throwing me off my game and my goal, which is to get her to talk. Because if there's anything I know 
about being a seasoned fundraising professional is that you want to have your people talking lots more than you. Like total 80-20 rule. So I already know where this is headed. So I try to turn the conversation back to her in the library. As useless as duct tape on the Titanic. I think while I'm talking, maybe she's private or introverted or both. And my questions hit dead ends. I talk as succinctly as possible, trying to wrap up my course description in a way that kind of like matches the language of their mission. But I feel like I'm boxing myself up. Kind of like you gave a toddler wrapping paper and tape and said, you know, go wrap this present. I am all wrapped up and wrinkly and sticky and I feel my shoulders just aching as they grip themselves closed. Sad thoughts like slow motion punches hit my mind. I mean, I did my gratitude. I did my visualizations. I created a really nice info sheet. My wife did have to help me pick out my clothes and my coat this morning, which is kind of weird. The director finishes by reassuring me that it's easy just to create a social media following and do my course online or rent a room at her library. Two minutes later, I'm in my car and my hands are shaking as I turn the ignition. A couple minutes later, I'm home crying in my writing chair. After a while, I get quiet. The only thing I can say to myself is that I'm proud of myself for trying, and that I did my best with what I could and what I knew at the time. A few days pass. I talk with my wife, a close friend, and I journal. I start to wonder, what happened to me in that office? Where did I go? Where was my goofy passion for helping others find their joy? All of me was muffled under that crumpled, sticky mess of wrapping paper and tape. From the front page of some of my journaling, it hits me like a semi-truck. I went back into my codependent fundraiser box. I was just trying to be what others needed me to be so they could connect with the mission of my nonprofit. But I'm not a nonprofit. I am my business now. I'm no longer representing curious kids or pets who need homes or country club members. They need to see and connect with me. And how are they going to do that if I'm trying my best into chameleon into what I think they need? They can't. It's like impossible. (sighs) So the next day is Friday. I have a meeting with a community education coordinator at my local community college. It's snowing, so I get there about 20 minutes early. I am ready. Yes, I have the same faux leather college resume folder, but I also have on my shark socks, my Wonder Woman panties, and my pink fuzzy hat with a matching mask. I'm wrapped up in all of my Heidi Esterness. I've decided I'm okay with whatever happens because I'm ready to bring myself and to meet a new friend because those are the things that are important to show up as myself and to meet new people. I believe people are all a gift, including myself. 
And I get there and I'm standing in this very empty community college lobby. And I start wondering, it's pretty quiet in here. Maybe I'm not in the right location. So I send an email to my meeting partner for the day. And while I wait to hear back, a couple people start talking very impolitely to the lobby door lady who is just there to take your name and your cell phone number for COVID contact tracing. And they keep talking louder and louder. And pretty soon I'm like, you know what? I know where this is going and it's not good. And one of them turns around and starts talking very impolitely to some dude who's just studying next to me. So I check my email really quick before I take action. And yes, I am in the wrong location. And it is the meeting time. I run over to the security office and I let them know that there is an escalating situation in the lobby. And I decide that if nothing else, the universe put me here in the lobby to find the people to help that poor door lady. They asked me if I can stay and talk about what I saw. I gave them a quick 90 second, 90 mile an hour summary of the various impoliteness that I witnessed. I ran out the building into the snowstorm. And a couple minutes later, I am safely inside a tiny, cozy lobby. A pair of friendly smiles greet me, and a woman, also smiling, walks into the room. I shed my coat, my story of the lobby, and I find a new friend. A fellow helper of other people and a mom of a tween and teen, and they also love going to national parks just like us, and they're going to Acadia this summer. I share my awakening into writing these wacky true stories and my hopes for the future, to create a future where we can put our guilt, depression, and addiction all in museums because we know how to fill our own cups. A future where no one is looking to other people to fill their needs. No one's coming into relationships and businesses, unknowingly controlling or guilting other people. We're all just humans hand in hand, full from the inside out. We're just humans striving to find what brings us joy in helping others do the same. We sit and workshop my idea for the course. And after about an hour, we got some ideas that could work. And it'll be coming up this fall. There's nothing quite like bringing my resilient mindset and myself into my life. All right, that is my story. You can stay tuned next week as we dig deeper into the first piece of the resilient mindset part of peeling your onion, which is curiosity. I hope you like the tale of two Fridays. I'm wishing you love, light, and laughter. Until next week, 